0: Being that a lot of the Torah is a commentary on what was happening in those times, wouldn't it make a lot of sense to have like a new Torah every generation, or something It sounds like a crazy thing, but I thought about this in general. Like, it's like, a crazy thing. no, but like, it's, it's, it's kind of weird that we don't have a new type of godly. like we're relying on a revelation from however many thousands of years ago. And, I don't know, and it's an outdated, like, like there's a lot of things going on today that the Torah probably should comment on, right? Well, I think, you know, I think that really the
1: Torah does have a response and something to say about all those things. And if we lived in, a, in an ideal situation with the Sunday Dream that was able to interpret the Torah freely without you know, being restricted by the interpretations of the 2,000 years ago, then there would be enough flexibility in the Torah's interpretation to accommodate all the new developments. And that the principles of how you approach uh, any problem really are already there. It's just being able to, we can't, I think what feels outdated about Torah is that we can't update the halachot that are out of step with current reality. We're, our hands are tied about that. But the ideas of the Torah are really very relevant even to today. I feel like there is an answer for, you know, for the issues that bother people today. It's more in practice that we don't have, um, meaning idea. in terms of ideas and theories, we do have answers. It's in terms of practice that we feel like we have to explain, oh, we're starting to say Baruch Aleinu in December because we use a calendar that was discarded hundreds of years ago. You know, and it's it, that, that sort of thing. You know, we, rip, we, we do certain things Just because In the olden days we, We're not supposed to Take medicine on Shabbat Because in the olden days People ground their own Medicines at home But it's not really A compelling You have to already Buy into the system To, to, to believe it. It's not something That like A newly religious person Is going to tout As what really Attracted them to Judaism Is that You're not allowed To take medicine You're not allowed To, to uh, ride a horse On Shabbat Because you might Pull a branch off a tree Or something like that
0: I mean, there's certain ideological things like homosexuality that we don't really have, in my opinion, like a strong, strong response to. Like we just know that it's not a lot. Like, mm-hmm. what else do you want to know? What's so bad about it? Right. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of cultural things I mean, that have the, changed. In the, in, the, in the controversial questions, sure,
1: that we had, I, I explained what is bad about it. But what's what what's wrong about it isn't what um, isn't what maybe the average religious person thinks. But if you're talking about practical accommodations, that's a totally different story. You know, in practice, there's nothing that really can be done. Uh, some, you know, people try to push the envelope and find some halachic loopholes for different things that I think is not really going in the right direction. All right. Um, but to understand that it doesn't have to do with some kind of a... First of all, it has to do with the action, not really the not the attraction even though sometimes it's difficult to separate the two because people who have that attraction and don't have an alternative are you know don't feel like they have any other means of expressing their sexuality and they weren't having a romantic relationship and they feel they feel that that's uh, oppressive to them you're not really going to be able to get over that um that particular uh obstacle what you can do is ex- at least understand that the objection is is a philosophical objection about the nature of sexuality and the nature of uh, what the role of human sexuality is supposed to play in life. And it's not really about uh, being disgusted with or putting down any specific group of people. It's just that this isn't the idea of sexuality that is, you know, this is not the the idea of sexuality that Torah is teaching us, teaching us that we have to have sexuality in the context of a relationship that creates a family. And not separated out as something to pursue in its own right. I'm more, I'm more making
0: like a general, a general like. Oh, that's a pretty clear answer. Right? No, no, no. So I, my point wasn't specifically about homosexuality. It's more like a, a general like a general like question you could ask on like Judaism, like. Yeah, but it's like. Why wouldn't your God reveal Himself again? Like you know. What?
1: Well, but like, we have a perfectly fine answer to that. He only did that because you have a navy. For thousands of years, God didn't reveal himself to anybody until there was a Nevi Abraham Avino, and then there was Moshe Rabbeinu. It's not something that like... That's like saying, why can't the scientists just figure out another theory like their theory of relativity and revolutionize physics again? Until something... Uh, because talks. that doesn't usually happen. That happens every hundreds and hundreds of years. Some genius uh, makes a discovery like that. Why didn't the scientists cure cancer yet? But it's not in their control. So it's... Since... Most people I think that your question Is based on the idea That God Zaps human beings With revelation <coughs> And that's what Most people think Like the Rabbim says Oh they think a frog Could get revelation From God Or any random person could be struck With revelation from God But it doesn't work like that It comes from the human side It's a person Seeking knowledge of God who Ends up Being Zohe To have this prophecy
0: but, so, but the so, entire Jewish nation saw God.
1: But because they were brought to that level and, and, and facilitated by Moshe Rabbeinu, otherwise it would never have happened.
0: So theoretically, that it only Which is yeah, does good
1: not. with another Navi. Yeah, there was a thing like they, they, in the time of Shmuel, starting with Shmuel and Navi. It even says there that for a long, long, long time there was very little prophecy or none, and then Shmuel came along and he set up schools of the B'nai Nevi'im. and the B'nai Nevi'im would be training. To become nevi'im, right, and under his direction, they would be able to learn how to achieve prophecy. That's part of what holds us back. We don't have any like masoret of how to how to get there either. Even if we wanted to, <clears throat> I mean, even if there were people who are ready, like Aravanazir who wanted to do it and was willing to make sacrifices for it. It's it's not something we know the path. Just like anything, like like I, I, the analogy is a is a good one of you know a sci- They'll say it's Einstein discovered relativity. But now every kid in physics 101 can learn relativity. But it took an Einstein to discover it. So it's the same thing with uh, once Wella Navi discovered how to achieve prophecy. Now he's able to educate others, just like Moshe Rabbeinu did to Yoshua and the name and all that. It's it's something that can be taught once it's rediscovered. But we have we haven't discovered.
0: Uh, there's a Moshe's beginning of school for economics. <laughs> he's starting a little. Yeah,
1: he's starting one. He
0: just needs some funding. <laughs> <laughs> So what are we learning? Uh, Q&A or? Sort of I guess that's what we're doing now. So Should we do yeah, Daniel? Yeah, that's what we're going to do. All right. What happened? Uh, Let's At that point in Jewish history, did the idea of the Mashiach become so sort of such a central Psh. information. I
1: think, the, the did you record before too or this is
0: this the only thing? I started from my, oh, whatever okay. I started. was a good
1: question actually. I'm glad to record it. I think that's important. The other thing we'll do another time. Maybe one day we can do Abedut or something like that. It might be interesting too. Anyway, no, I don't think that it was ever not a part of Judaism. So it appears in see. There's an implication throughout the Torah that the job is not finished. The Jews are going to come into Eretz Israel, and even and Bilam is actually the one who is given the opportunity to articulate Miakov and all this stuff that there's going to be some ultimate, uh, uh, you know, state of humanity there's going to be some leader that's going to rise up, that's going to uh, change the face of the Jewish people and of the world. In the Torah, it's not so clear that it's a person. But Moshe Rabbeinu says, and all, You're going to fulfill all the bachot. Now that never happened. so we know it didn't happen yet. Because that was not what happened during Bayit when like 150th of the people came back to, uh, to Eretz Israel or whatever. Much less. Yeah, I know, I'm trying to be nice. Now, for the first time, it's getting to the point where most Jews in the world are going to be living in Israel. It's actually going to change certain halakhic, uh, certain halakhic things. Right? But certain things that are only the Rabbanan because most Jews don't live in Israel will become the right that most Jews live in Israel, like things with Tremot and Masroot. Wow. A little bit more complicated. Yeah,
0: you know, how do you find a Jew? Is that no, the Jews that don't their, know they're, that they're Jews? That's all. Or right, identifies as Orthodox? I don't know how they do it, but that's okay. what they say.
1: In any case, uh, the answer, I think it was always there. The idea of a figure of Mashiach becomes more prominent in the later books of, of the Navi. It's yours. But in the earlier books, there was always an idea of some kind of geula, and that Moshe Rabbeinu says mm-hmm. clearly.
0: So even like Yoshua like mm. he's bringing the people into Israel, he's like, oh yeah, we're going to conquer Israel, and one day Mashiach going to come?
1: He knew that, the, that it wasn't efficient, that it wasn't completed. And even he left some stuff for them to do after. Right? Mashiach said, there's going to be a time when you're in the land, you're going to sin, you're going to be kicked, kicked off the land, you're going to come back, and it's going to be, the second time around, it's going to be, the that hasn't happened yet. It feels like... Now Mashiach... how is that going to happen? Is that going to happen that every individual Jew in the world a light bulb is going to go on, and they're going to return to God, that's not really likely. What's more likely is that there's going to be a movement, and a movement involves some kind of a figure, personality, or a group of people that is going to bring it about. So that's why I think it became concretized more in the form of a Mashiach, or a series of, you know, in, in, a political, in political terms. I mean, as you can visualize in some kind of spiritual utopian terms, but practically speaking, it's going to happen in political and educational terms. And that's why the Mashiach becomes a key figure, but the idea of a miracle-working um, God-Man Mashiach doesn't exist; it never existed in Judaism. That was something that came from a combination of like Roman and Greek idol worship, and you know, fusing that, that with Judaism, and coming out with a figure that is a God-Man who, you know, who saves the world.
0: I feel like I feel like it feels like a lot. Yeah like Mashiach is tied into Bayit Shlishi. I think that might be where Jordan's question came from. Like, before Bayit Shani, like, the, the goal was Bayit and now that there is no more Bayit now it's like we need Mashiach to bring Bayit Shlishi. Um, that's what it feels like.
1: I don't think that that's exactly right, because Yechezkel gets the layout for Bayit Shlishi before Bayit and they still didn't build Bayit Shani like the way that it says Bayit Shishi.
0: So the Jewish people, while knew, building by Shani knew that, Shaini, knew they that they knew this was, that was not the last one. They knew it wasn't. It. They knew it wasn't. It. Wow.
1: They, they, for sure they knew it wasn't. It. It, even the Nebim Hagai, especially Hagai, says to the people in his time, this is, you know, build and like, you got to do something. They didn't want to do anything because like, this is not it. Wow. And I remember hearing Rav Ben Noon. I used to go hear him every year when I was in Maryland. I used to come all the way to New York. He would come for like a week and he would do like you make you an And he would he would always stick the Jew like stick everyone for the fact that they didn't make Ali. Every speech somehow came around to this ish, this thing. And he would say But he didn't know about karmica. Every speech would somehow devolve into that and he would say the Navi Hadai was saying about the Jews then the same thing that the Jews today are saying they, the, the Jews at his time were saying the same thing the Jews today are saying uh, this is not what we're waiting for we're waiting for something else this is not it and because they said this is not it it didn't become it
0: they knew it was the kotel that was <laughs> really <laughs> <laughs> they knew it was only the
1: kotel. where's the kotel? <laughs> that's a very nice Petit but uh, <laughs> seems to be missing time <laughs> And even in Daniel, by the way, the devotee later in Daniel also say that there's going to be a period of time, the Beit HaMikdash is, 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 you know, there's going to be a period of 490 years, basically, and after that, there's going to be terrible things, and they're talking about this Skalot. So even they knew in advance that that wasn't the permanent, it wasn't the final destination. So this is not necessarily the last iteration? You can never be sure I think it's the biggest mistake of Am Yisrael To think that they ever really know for sure That they're in the last iteration Because even by a, even, No, no, that is Because that, that, that the Navi says But I'm saying That we are now in Rishi Is like wishful thinking That's what we hope so There's certainly never been anything like On this magnitude of what we have here now In the past 2,000 years That's for sure it's even way greater than Beit Shemini in terms of Israel as a medina, the the yeah, and, yeah. The, and the population and, this, and the sophistication and all of that. Because during the entire Beit Shemini, they were very downtrodden. I mean, except for during the times of the Hashmonaim, where there was a little glimmer of something positive, and then it also uh, disintegrated. Wow. So uh, there was never really a time like this. So we want hope that it's Rishitz Michad Gulateno, but I know that there's some people who will say Um instead of saying uh Medinat Yisrael Israel Rishitz Michad they'll say Bareket Medinat Yisrael Shetehei Rishitz Michad Gulateno You know, which is like more a prayer, not a statement, that it is. Wait, we would say that. We say it is. In Medina in the prayer from Medinat Yisrael, which I don't know if they say in Shairahim, we probably would say it. The Rabbin of mm-hmm. I think Ralph heard the original They're reversal. stating as a fact. It's a very it beautiful tefillah. The what do we words. say it, in, it? We say it in Kamigana. and every Sephardic. In Shabbat. When? When we you speak the Torah. Maybe we should say it. It's a very beautiful tefillah. We used we to say it a, in my synagogue say, in Maryland, the, the Sephardic one, they said it. Can you send us a text? You sure can sure find the, it. Yeah, I'm sure it's in one of you're Sure like oh everywhere. It's in every Sidur. Yeah, why
0: wouldn't we say it? And yeah. well, it doesn't say Sh'teheh, it says Shehi. It just
1: says, B'arech et Medinat Yisrael
0: Reisit Tzmichat Guladim. Very
1: interesting. Yeah, yeah it, it's not in our uh, our Sidur, the one here? No. Are you sure? We
0: need B'nai Tzion. It's not in it? Sure.
1: We
0: definitely oh, have B'nai Tzion. So B'nai Tzion, i sure. So what would happen if, let's say theoretically, B'nai Tzion got destroyed? Would that like undermine our entire belief system?
1: It's just impossible. I think I'll, yes. I'll probably. I think that I'll. Uh, <laughs> like, is that impossible? I'll try to. That's- I'll try to account for that when it happens. As long
0: as we have like a additional wall afterwards, it's fine. <laughs> Western <laughs> and northern wall or something like that. Then that, we wall. add. We
1: add parts of the hotel. Well,
0: is that impossible according to our doctrine?
1: Uh, uh, I'll tell you. That one of my teachers said. One of one of the students in class once went up to one of my teachers and said. What if something happened that proved the Torah is wrong? If it proved it, what would you do then? Some evidence came and showed the Torah is wrong. It was like, uh, I'm not worried about that. And I'd say the same thing. If we got to the point where we had a Bai tzlishi, I'm not really concerned that You're saying it's going to it be destroyed. I think that the process of getting to the... Mm-hmm. The process necessary to get to the point that you would have a bai tzlishi is not the type of thing that's going to be then be be destroyed because it would require (laughs) so much change and and so much transformation leading up to it it's not like the Bayat Rishon and the Bayat Cheney and the circumstances that they were established under where it was always precarious it would be a very very
0: different phenomenon what if the culture Uh, (laughs) not destroyed i wouldn't know what i would do then that would help (laughs) us build the. hard life Necessary to They
1: were already deceived so for Vayet to be destroyed. What was even built? Shlomo HaMelech was already busy building his, uh, his palaces for his uh, side chick uh, <laughs> uh, while he was building the Vayet ba- So like, uh, it was... And and, it's, and it even says that uh, the night that he was supposed um, to open the Beit HaMikdash, mm-hmm. she was keeping him up, you know the Midrash, about ba- Shlomo HaMelech. You only know good things about Shlomo HaMelech because you like... To- uh, yeah, but the the, the, the story about Selma, I looked at the night before that they were they were inaugurating the Beit Hamidrash the next day, and the queen uh, the uh, know, the is. Bat Paro that he married was like keeping him up all night with all kinds of entertainment. I want to show you what they do in this country and all these different things, dances that she was showing him and this and that. And he sta- and she put a, a a curtain around his bed that was like dark and looked like the stars. So he overslept, and it was really like ten o'clock, and he was supposed to be at the bet midrash for the korban tamid, and he didn't make it, and all that. So uh, just dancing. The, idea, the, mid- the PG- point or? of the midrash is—I'm sure there was other stuff going on. The point is they're trying—it's trying to be, you know, rated PG. Rated PG. Okay. <laughs> the point is that they—they they wanted. The point is that they're saying that those relationships that he had were already messing with, messing his. with his real commitment to make the bet midrash it was supposed to be. Right. And it says that. Uh, what does it say, in the moment that, what is it, in the moment that, that, uh, uh, Shlomo Melech, was it that he married Bat what was it, the Midrash says, that, that, that Rome was founded, right? It's when he married her. It's the same idea, right? A small stick in the, in the, and it became the, it became the, uh, the island of Rome. The idea is that that he was already laying the groundwork for the destruction before he even got started because his mind was already in a different direction. And that's that's why he didn't succeed. So the Chazal are showing you that. But the Tanakh actually shows you that. Chazal are just draw, drawing out of the story what you see about Solomon Melech and his incomplete devotion to the cause of Beit HaMikdash. But the Tanakh text itself says that. Because it shows you how he's building the, her palace and building the Beit HaMikdash. It's like... As if these two things are of equal priority, practically and they're not officially. He would obviously say, "Of course they're not," but they seem to occupy There's equal of amount money. of time and attention. Wow. And and so you see that he's really going in two different directions: his personal agenda, in terms of whether it's whether it's sexual exploits or political exploits, whatever that. In the case of Bat-Pero, he was actually he loved her, actually, right? So romantic exploits. That, that was the one he liked. Right, he actually liked her of the thousand. Right, so the 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 political exploits, the romantic exploits were competing with the uh, with the National the Mikadish Shem Shemayim project that he was supposed to be in charge of. Wow. You know? So that that was uh, so that's why it was doomed to begin with. And the idea is that if we get abhijed the sheep, before we even get to that point, we have to overcome the, those well, agendas we rid- well, cleanse ourselves of, of those uh, agendas
0: You're still going to teach that When you get up to it And you're in a class What? Oh I thought you already taught that I'm still going to repeat that
1: Well that's You go over and over again Every time you learn You see new stuff but isn't that, well, Doesn't that seem to be What the text is saying when I
0: started I definitely
1: didn't think It be like perfect, perfect Oh he's far from perfect yes. I He's still great I mean he, the thing that what, what makes Shlomo Amelech I think one of the now I wouldn't call him one of the most interesting t- characters there are other more interesting characters in Tanakh and just from curiosity standpoint that you would love to get inside their head and understand what's going on in there but um, he's definitely one of the most um, I would say uh, he's somebody that is, uh, complicated in the sense that, look, on one hand he is very much an advocate of the education of Am Yisrael. He writes Mishle, he writes Shirashireim, he writes Kohelet. He invites you know, the Queen of Sheba to come and uh, be inspired by his wisdom. And he's the only period of time, the only era in Jewish history where the Bachot of the Torah were actually fulfilled like in the full form. Mm -hmm. Where they were really Holech B'Derech Hashem. For that short, short time, Can't that, like less yeah. than a pen, okay. like, can that be attributed <laughs> to David mostly? Yeah, yeah. is that mostly attributed to David? He set the yeah. groundwork for it, and Shlo- yeah. but look at what Shlomo did. David also did that; he wrote Tehillim, which also has an educational function and to guide the people towards an understanding of God. But look at all that Shlomo did on that same building on that and expanding that. So he really was a. Uh, he,
0: he
1: fulfilled as his yitzhak. right. He was really engaged in that process of educating the the Jewish people and doing Kiddush Hashem he believed in it I don't think he didn't believe in it I think he really put a tremendous amount into it and I would never say he's like a lackluster character he's a great person but he was like any other human being complex and uh, he had this competing agenda on the side that did him in and, and his compromises with that with the demands of that agenda were you know were very bad <laughs> now, anybody can rationalize all kinds so that of things.
0: they call, it, like, they call it, like, Yeah, because he enabled... Yeah. I would never...
1: I don't think that anybody reading the, the text could possibly entertain that Shlomo Amalekh actually believed in Abu Dazar, but you could entertain that he would tolerate it because he didn't want to lose the relationships that he had. He started to compromise because he didn't want to lose the relationships that he had with the people that he cared about, the political alliances that he had. He didn't want them to go sour because that social and political and 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 maybe emotional agenda that he had was also was competing with the Kiddush Hashem agenda, agenda mm-hmm. project. That's the difficulty of Shlomo mm-hmm. But he does contribute immensely to the knowledge and the. Uh, it even says that that Shlomo HaMelech, up to the times of Shlomo HaMelech, the Torah was like a deep water in a deep well that nobody could access, and he made the ropes and the buckets to pull it out. I mean, he was he really uh, he, he facilitated tremendous enlightenment of of Am um, Yisrael. So you can't. We still learn his books; they're among the best that we have.
0: So, you, know what, you know what I just realized? Shlomo HaMelech is the proof. Shlomo Amalekh is the... Pr- yeah <laughs> the first half about his books at least. Right?
1: The ones we know. The ones stopping you when in the second half. What, what other? Oh,
0: we, don't we only know about the first half. Yeah, okay, that's true. Shlomo Amalekh Shlomo is the proof of how hard Yitzchak's job was. Because a lot of people say, oh, Yitzchak yeah, like didn't, really, a- like didn't really do anything whatever. But like, Shlomo Amalekh was able to keep up David's legacy only like, but he wasn't, not to the point where he passed it on to his children also. Right. He kind of like, fell off the
1: cliff. It's sad, actually. He's like a tragic figure to me. Because he, he had, like, probably more potential than almost any other uh, character. David Amelach also was, was enormous, but he couldn't... He wasn't allowed to, go the way, the but So he couldn't, have, he couldn't usher in that ne- next stage. But Shlomo HaMelech had so much potential and so much ability and so much intelligence and all that. Yeah. And, and he wasn't able to make it happen. He wasn't able to close the deal because he was distracted. By these uh, competing agendas,
0: it's crazy.
1: It's it's really it is very tragic. So we don't believe in Torah. And then you have Chizkiyah. Uh, to then you have Chizkiyah. That's it's
0: similar. Enough. It's like you
1: can't look at any character as black
0: and white. Chizkiyah yeah. like, is, is similar. Moshe is similar. That's the problem
1: with Torah. I He he also is, facilitating uh, you know, bringing about uh, great transformation toward for the good among the people. But in the end, he doesn't... He, he's distracted by his own ego or his own you know, aspirations for fame or for whatever it might be that uh, bring him
0: down. We should do, we should yeah. do all Tanakh next time. And you're in bullet points. <laughs> bullet points. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would like to get... If I could
1: get into someone's head, it
0: would be Shumaz. Really? Really? Why? I feel really? like, you feel like yeah. from a psychological I, perspective... We know a lot about him, but I'm so fascinated by his ability to change... Of course, of of
1: social characters. What what I the person that I that I feel like I get have the least definite understanding of, is Yoav Ben Shuia. Yeah, is he
0: good or bad? Still, yeah, can't, at still I can't still can't figure it out. I have no idea. I love his character. I know, but he's a character that
1: like he is an enigma. I actually, I
0: actually think he's very good. But, but, you
1: know, it's so hard to tell. Yeah, yeah. everything he does, it's bad. He has a good ex- excuse for it. It can also be explained... In a right, way. It, can be, it can be rationalized or or interpreted in the most negative way.
0: Yeah. Except that he didn't like him. I don't
1: think he didn't like him. They were cousins.
0: I know. That was the <coughs> I mean,
1: <laughs> He even tried to fire him and he came, him came back. He always found
0: his way back, but... And then there's like... He told him someone to kill
1: him, so... Yeah. So he
0: didn't like him. He, <laughs> he didn't great. like him, but he, he wanted was, him dead. Was, <laughs> he was... He was but like, I, I don't know I, I don't know, mean, I don't know not not if that's why mind. I wanted
1: him to be killed No, because he was, he was It was political figure, yeah. figure for Dangerous the figure the And a dangerous example Yeah For other people to follow Yeah He wanted to put, strike fear Into the next Yoav Right Oh And the next yeah. Chibi ben Yeah Who would rise up I don't think it was about Chibi Ben-Gerach no, And old men by then Right you know, It was about It was about sending a message That this kind of thing Will not be uh, Will not be tolerated That's that's a deterrent. Why the Chazal about being The Rebbe of Shlomo Melech. They get that from uh, they get that from the fact that after he dies Shlomo Melech marries all the wives he wasn't supposed to. Right after that. Yeah. That's the story of Shlomo Yeah. When his his wives they say oh because once Shlomo Melech was gone it says li olam yadur adam uh a person should always live near his Rebbe because he won't get in as much trouble.
0: See that? We have to move we that we want to We think
1: one the. That was the best argument he made so far <laughs> for Karma God. It's even better than the weather. We get to learn all the time. We can go to that cold out every Shabbat.
0: You have to make a lot of money.
1: Filah ends so early, you have an entire Shabbat to sit every week. That
0: would be nice. So
1: we're anything, huh? I knew we were Are we
0: going to learn Danielle? I knew we weren't going to finish. Wait, oh, it's only 8. No, we're going to It's only 7 30. That's a problem. Alright, we're going to pause. I'm going to stop the recording. We to the next we'll one start one? a new one for Danielle.